0: Many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen what Jesus had done began to believe in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. So the chief priests and the Pharisees convened the Sanhedrin and said, What are we going to do? This man is performing many signs. If we leave him alone, all will believe in him, and the Romans will come and take away both our land and our nation. But one of them, Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing, nor do you consider that it is better for you that one man should die instead of the people, so that the whole nation may not perish. He did not say this on his own, but since he was high priest for that year, he prophesied that Jesus was going to die for the nation, and not only for the nation, but also to gather into one the dispersed children of God. So from that day on, they planned to kill him. So Jesus no longer walked about in public among the Jews, but he left for the region near the desert, to a town called Ephraim, and there he remained with his disciples. Now the Passover of the Jews was near, and many went out from the country to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. They looked for Jesus and said to one another, as they were in the temple area, What do you think? That he will not come to the feast? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. What are we going to do? In today's Gospel, we see the High Priest gathering together to discuss what is going to happen. And whenever they talk about many of the Jews who had come to Mary, they're talking about the fact that Jesus has just raised Lazarus from the dead. So that's what takes place immediately before this. Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. And as a result, well, as you would imagine, people begin to believe in him. And he's beginning to cause quite an upstir. And this is the reason why they convene. Because there's fear among them that if Jesus continues to stir this up, then the Romans are going to come, quell this rebellion, and put us in an even worse spot than we are now. Not only under their thumb, but they'll probably come and kill most of us, is their fear. And so often we too can operate from fear. We allow ourselves to operate from a position of, if we do this, we do that. People will leave, people won't understand, our churches will be left empty, and so we operate from fear and operating from fear always inevitably results in death perhaps not a quick but a slow death we have always considered well if we consider just simply well we're going to lose people we've been losing people for 40 years if we continue to do the same way the same things going to happen but instead we have to remember that we need to operate not from fear but instead from a trust that God takes care of us. That if we honor him first and foremost, if we make him primary, the worship of God first and foremost in our lives, he will repay us in kind. Fruitfulness in the church has always been a result of saints who have stepped out in boldness and faith and courage. Those who have been willing to not just speak the truth, but to live it with their lives and to put Christ crucified at the center of everything they are about. And we too should operate from this same position. Christ crucified, turning to him alone, needs to be our strength. When we do that, when we truly make the worship of God the center of our lives, the center of our parish, the center of our family, God does not leave us abandoned. God is not going to leave us. The Pharisees are operating on human terms. But yet, we also need to acknowledge that God also works through those men as well. As it states that Caiaphas says, Do you not know that it is better for one man to die than the whole nation? Even through their evil, God is able to work good. Even through the opposition we face in our everyday lives, Whether it's the obstacles of our own wills, of those who oppose us in one way or another, God can always bring good out from it through his providence. If we trust in him, if we put him at the center, he will never leave us alone. He will never leave us barren. God is fruitful to those who are faithful. So let us seek to be faithful in every aspect of our lives. And in doing so, God will bless us, even in the midst of our tribulations, our sufferings, and our trials, and he'll bring about a harvest of goodness and holiness within his church.